It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Should the Dallas Cowboys make a move for Dalvin Cook if he's released? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked on Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, first Twitter question of the day. Should the Dallas Cowboys explore a Dalvin Cook trade or sign him when he's released? I think a a signing after a release makes some sense, um, or at least kicking the tires on that. I don't know if a trade does necessarily. I mean, I I think he has to be when he's cut, right? Yeah, that that money necessarily. I mean, the money is the reason he's being cut, right? So uh, I don't know necessarily. I'm looking to take on that contract as it stands right now. And honestly, to be straightforward with you, I don't even know what the contract is off the top of my head, but I'm not really willing to take on a veteran running back contract right now uh, that is getting him cut from Minnesota. So uh, I I think if if the Cowboys can have him cut and then renegotiate a deal, that makes some sense. That will, you know, economically set things up so you can still have room for Deuce Vaughn to kind of make you know, to eat into some carries. If you, if you start to get, you know, some bo- positive play through training camp from him, that's something I think that's, that's palatable. But if he's got some kind of big deal, which I'm sure you've got the numbers for by now, yeah. uh, his, I don't know if it's worth it. His base salary is 10.4 million. Yeah. Which, that's, that's too much, right? It's for running back. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're asking me like, it, yeah, I'm just making sure you're okay money? with not paying 10 million for a running back. Uh, yeah, I'm already paying one running back 10.9 million. I don't want to pay a second one, 10.4 million. No, but if he's released, I think that's a different conversation because yeah. then you can, you can structure it as a one year deal with probably the cap hit being pretty low. And then maybe you just tie a bunch of incentives in there to pay him. You know, let's say he does have a 1400 yard year or whatever, and you want to pay him some money that way. I get it. Um, I do think this does make some sense. Like if the Cowboys yeah. want to add in another veteran running back to pair with Tony Pollard and kind of keep Pollard in his role, I think Dalvin Cook makes a lot of sense for Dallas. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I think that there is, you know, there's some unknown to like, despite what folks have been saying, there is some unknown to kind of starting out with Pollard being the kind of primary back. I mean, especially coming off an injury, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think that, you know, keeping him in a kind of similar, but maybe just, you know, uh, evolved role as to where he was previously, it makes a lot of sense. And and having someone like Dalvin Cook, who is an experienced back, can do a little bit of everything well. uh, It just kind of solidifies things as opposed to trying to, cobble together uh, a, a talented running back field yeah. with uh with 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 one guy who has some experience a very good experience but limited experience uh and and a couple of guys who have zero experience basically so 
A couple things. So Dalvin Cook was in that 2017 draft that was loaded with running backs with Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Um, A lot of those guys are being cut outside of Christian McCaffrey, right? Uh, Kareem Hunt's on the market. Leonard Fournette's on the market. Do you think he makes more sense with Dallas than like a Leonard Fournette who maybe has a little bit more power, can do some more stuff in the short yardage part? Yeah, just because I think that he's a more talented back than, than than Fournette is, especially at this point in his career. I just think that Fournette, like the wheels came off of Fournette really quickly. You know, um, he just did not have a good season last year. He just hasn't looked good running the football. I, I agree he has more power to him and, and that kind of maybe is a fit for skill sets that are, are missing from the running back room yeah. a little bit. I, I just wish he was better. That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish he was a better football player. So I wish Dalvin or I wish Dalvin Cook had more of that aspect to his game. Right. Well, I mean, Dalvin Cook is certainly more I don't, of the slashing running back. I don't think yeah. he has a ton yeah. of speed left. Um, no. But but he could still be really effective in some wide yeah. zone stuff. And he's a very capable receiver. And he's a good enough between the tackles runner that I think you could get him 200 touches and you don't feel like there's a big drop off between him and Tony Pollard. So. I think Dalvin is going to get cut because I just don't yeah, see any way that Minnesota, with their cap situation, I mean, they can save $11 million if they cut him after June 1st. It just seems like that's pretty likely. Are the Cowboys interested in bringing him in? Or would you rather just see the what the young running backs have, including your fullback slash running back? Uh, you know, look, I mean, I think I'm always okay with waiting on running backs. You know, I, I think they'll – Dalvin Cook may not be available when you start actually thinking that you might need a veteran running back. But, you know, I mean, that's the point of this, right, yeah. is that all these middle tier of running backs are all, you know, relatively speaking, the same. You know, I, I think that you can get someone who can give you similar production, you know, even if it's not as uh, as much of a big name or, or you know, someone that is a household name like Cook yeah. is. Um, so I, I think whether you could – there is some yes, I think that signing a running back and getting him in here makes some sense, but doing so now doesn't necessarily make Not some sense. Let, let let's see what they have in, in, in mini camp, maybe even some training camp. And if you don't like what you see, go and see if you can bring a guy in. But but honestly, like adding a bunch of touches to a veteran running back in training camp is not something that I'm like rushing out to do. No, because I want to see Malik Davis. I want to see yeah. Deuce Vaughn. I want to see our North Dakota state fullback play a little bit, right? Like those guys need the reps anyways. Um, And the other thing, let them fail, let them fail. Like let show, let them show that they can't do it. And then, then go get a guy. The other thing that I'll say is you never know who's going to be available at the running back position two months from now. That is one of the few positions where the longer you wait, sometimes the options actually get better. Like for example, Derrick Henry has a very movable contract, and we've already heard whispers that maybe the Titans would move on from him. Uh, Maybe somebody like James Conner, who is a good power back on a really bad team in Arizona, maybe he wants out. And maybe that's somebody that I could see you pairing Tony Pollard with because he is such a good inside runner. I think the Cowboys should just be patient here because options will still be on the table two, three, four months from now. There are windows of opportunity for each one of these positions to get players uh, added to it in free agency. The running back windows are are plentiful. It's not even just one long window. It's multiple windows that will happen. And the cut down day is uh, running back is one of the very few positions 
that on cutdown day you could get a legit starter yes. for your team yes. on cutdown day uh, from another team that may have uh, youth talent and running back is such a disposable position uh, salary cap wise that you'll get talented, still talented players Absolutely. that are just not worth the money of the contract that they originally signed. Or, or just aren't a good fit in their current situation. Yeah. Like, yep. I'll give you a perfect example. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to get released from the Chiefs this offseason. They, they have Isaiah Pacheco. They brought back Jarek McKinnon. They drafted another running back. It seems like he just isn't a fit in Kansas City. I wouldn't be opposed to signing him if he's cut on cut down day and seeing, hey, if a change of scenery helps out. There's yep. going to be situations like that or that come about. I mean, you mentioned it. Running back is a position where you're just going to, going to get so many talented names available all at one time in early September. So, yep, and we'll it's, it's just take advantage of those windows. Take advantage of the fact that that you can get that kind of talent later and 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 see what you have in-house first and then go get what you need if you need it. Absolutely. All right, let's get to some more questions next. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar in the calories? then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever. It's built. You've got to try it. If you're like me, you're trying to be a little bit healthier as you go into summer and you're trying to make some healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste. Well, we've got just a thing for you. It's built bars and built puffs. Built bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously. They taste so good that they're, you're not even going to know that they're healthy. You've absolutely got to try this. What makes built so good well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. And they come in so many unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. Not sure how Built does it because they only have 130 calories or only 4 grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't even have to wait to get a box. We've been telling you for years to go to Built.com, push your orders over there, which you can still do if you want to load up on you know one special flavor. But now if you live near a Walmart, just run into the pharmacy section, grab a four-bar box of you know the cookies and cream, the double chocolate, or the coconut puff. Or if you happen to live near a Sam's Club, like I do, run in and grab a 13-bar box with some of the hit flavors, including brownie batter puff and churro puff, and you can thank us later. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Every day we've got a busy show next week. Uh, Still a ton of Cowboy content as we kind of get into the summer. We've got a really cool guest from Pro Football Focus jumping on on Wednesday. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Lena, let's get to some more questions. This one from uh, at Chorizo Quarterback. He wants to know which second-year player – do you expect to make the biggest jump this season? I mean, this is a total cop-out answer, but I, I think Tyler Smith, I, I mean, that was going to be, look, he, he spent all um, off season, you know, playing one position and, and then swap to another position. But at the, at the same time, what he ended up doing was getting a ton of experience. Just, I mean, he played every, almost every snap, uh, on offense, I think last year. So, um, 
you know, I, I think that we've talked about this before guys that are usually make that kind of big leap or guys that kind of get their feet wet a little bit and some opportunity to see the speed of the NFL and then go back and, and, and can kind of compare what they did uh, on tape and, and just know just with the knowledge of what it requires to play in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think for someone like Tyler Smith, that is certainly uh, uh, the case here. He's seen the speed of these pass rushers. He's seen the power of these defensive tackles. He knows what the requirements are. Uh, so he just can go back into the lab and work with Duke and, and, and kind of improve himself. And I, I just think that this is, this is a guy that, I mean, honestly, I think I'm going to let you say the, some of the other guys, but I, I think there are a couple of different guys who, because of the experience they got uh, in on the field last season as rookies, that, that could be ready for some pretty big jumps coming year too. So we've also seen like historically, or just even the last couple of years, that offensive tackles generally make a huge leap in year two. Look no further than Andrew Thomas, right? He was a disaster as a rookie for the Giants. But by year two, one of the best left tackles in the league. Same thing for Christian Derisov. Not great for Minnesota in year one. By year two, you know, it was I think he gave up like two pressures a game all season long. I fully expect the same for Tyler Smith. I, I think he's going to take a big leap. The other one that I was going to mention, uh, I think he's going to take a big leap because we literally didn't see him really at all last year. What about Matt mm. Walletsko? Because Yeah, it's possible. Walletsko is somebody who the Cowboys really liked, and he got hurt. Was it the first padded practice that the Cowboys had last year? He it had a shoulder 20. injury. Yeah. And the the I remember the news at the time from Michael Gelkin is, hey, he's got to have – season-ending shoulder surgery at some point. He's going to try to play through it. He did, right? He played through the preseason. He even was on the active roster and played a game uh, for them before he had to go get surgery. But you just wonder, making that jump from North Dakota, not North Dakota State, that's the powerhouse, North Dakota to the NFL. Now he's healthy. He had a full year in the weight room. I expect him to be somebody that looks dramatically different here in year two. Yeah, and, and that's actually a good example of a guy that didn't get, you know, the, the kind of experience, but simply because of the change in in us uh, in surroundings yeah. that you expect uh, some some improvement. I mean, not, not I mean, again, no one's sliding North Dakota, but you know, North Dakota is obviously not the Dallas Cowboys, and and so yeah. he has opportunities and resources that he didn't have at North Dakota. Uh, I, I can I throw out another name real quick? Yeah, sure. So, really quickly, one more thing on Walesko. Yeah, yeah, please. Also, the situation changed a little bit. Like last year, he was competing with Josh Ball for like the third or yeah. fourth tackle spot. Josh Ball's not playing tackle anymore, yep. right? So, like, I it, it's clear to me that the Cowboys they want Matt Walesko like, yeah. to be the swing tackle. Yeah, right. It seems like they've opened up all the doors. Now it's just his opportunity to go take it. But please go ahead. Yeah, and just I'll add one more thing there is that I think it gives them a nice backup that they have Tyler Smith, you know, being able to play kick out and play tackle if you know if that is needed, and then they can take the risk of hey, let's give well, let's go all the runway he needs to try to take that swing tackle job. Uh, we have to mention Sam Williams and Deron Bland. I mean, they, they played a, a lot of snaps last year on the field, uh, and obviously as rookies surprised us with how well they played i think both players are i mean obviously bland is is basically in line to be a starter almost uh next year and i would not be shocked if sam williams played so well that he made us think twice about who should be starting between him and demarcus lawrence next year that's a spicy friday take (laughs) well it's friday i'm a fan so but but we saw this last year right like the biggest 
I don't even know if it was knock, but like we were worried about Sam Williams as a run defender right away because, yep. you know, in the SEC, he had a ton of sack production, but played in that frog stance kind of as like a, you know, almost like a four eye uh, yeah. for Old Miss. And then he wasn't perfect as a run defender, but he made quite a few splash plays. And now you just wonder, like, if Dan Quinn can trust him on rundowns, you're just going to see his snaps like double right away. His, um, his pressure rate was just insane for how little yes. he was on the field. I mean, he just was able to generate pressure on in a rotational role, which, I mean, frankly, I think that's really hard to do. Like, to not get a ton of snaps and still manage to generate pressures, like, you're performing at a high level there. And the fact that he's a rookie doing that, uh, that bodes well for for his future. I'll be curious to see if he outsnaps Dorrance Armstrong, right? Because yeah. Dorrance Armstrong, you know, more of a veteran player going into the final year of his contract. Did we start to see maybe Sam Williams start to play more snaps and kind of ease Dorrance into that fourth defensive end role? If that's the case, then yeah, I think Sam Williams could have a huge breakout year. Absolutely. We'll uh, all right, let's get to another question. Uh, we got so many good ones. Uh, all right, this question right here. What kind of impact do you expect Deuce Vaughn to have in year one? Well, I think it's a range of outcomes we should talk about, right? I, I think, uh, you know, uh, obviously there's the opportunity that he, you know, just doesn't make the team, doesn't, 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 it doesn't work. It's, it's just not, it's not something that, that he could fit. He's they find some small, other talented, right. he's too small, whatever. Uh, but I think that the, the, the likely range of outcomes is that, he starts out as kind of a, a gadget player for them. I mean, it's like a third running back that they, you know, have packages for. They'll probably run some jet sweep stuff sure. for him. You know, maybe even specifically have some plays that they run out there for him, like some screens or things like that. Um, and then, you know, as the season goes on, I think you start to see him kind of take on a, a little bit more of the carries. I, I think likely what happens is that you go into training camp, you see exactly what you've got in this kid. You look at the running game overall, and then you decide, do we need to or want to put the kind of load that we're going to need to put on Deuce Vaughn in order to facilitate the all the carries that the, this team is going to have with Pollard mm-hmm. is 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 pollard and, and vaughn and maybe like a third guy that's in that group enough to do that or do we need a veteran guy as well yeah. and if they bring in a veteran guy then i would say look for pollard and the veteran guy to kind of you know have a similar sort of role as zeke and pollard did last year maybe with pollard getting more touches than than he did in last year in the percentage wise and then mixing in uh uh, uh vaughn as uh, a percentage of those what we would call Zeke carries before, right? Like, yeah. or, or I mean, whether you want to call them Pollard carries because they're you know specialty touches, that's fine. But I, I think what you will see is Pollard will have Zeke's carries last year, and then Pollard's carries from last year will be split between whatever veteran okay. the Cowboys sign, and then Deuce Vaughn and and you know some to Malik Davis and some to Lipke and all that. I also won't be surprised if Deuce Vaughn is kind of that guy that like, so I think what's the rules now that you can have two guys from your practice squad go up and down on the roster without being subject to waivers. Maybe he's that guy, just depending on the weeks he's active and he has a role in offense. And then other games he's on the practice squad and you don't bring him up, right? If you need more special teamers that week, or you feel like you need to have another defensive tackle active that week, I won't be surprised if that's ultimately what ends up happening. And, I hope this doesn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys kind of use 
maybe his ties and the loyalty to the franchise against him a little bit. Like, hey, you're going to be on the practice squad, but we know that you want to be here. So don't go jump at the first opportunity to join somebody else's 53. We've got a plan for you. Just just be patient. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's what they hope. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and listen, I, I don't think it's necessarily wrong because the truth of the matter is, is that the Cowboys themselves probably have some loyalty to Vaughn above what they normally would yes. a fifth round running back. So that, that's probably a, a two way street there a little bit. All right, let's uh, do one more question before we head out into that one next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, our final question here from at Dr. Underscore Cowboys. He wants to know, who would you be more disappointing in having a fall off the face of the earth type of season from the Cowboys two veteran additions, Stefan Gilmore or Brandon Cook? So basically, of those two players, which one could you just not see being bad this year? Hmm. I mean, they're both older players, so it's certainly possible for either one of them. Um, I would be more shocked if it was Gilmore, I think, right? Just because his game isn't based solely off speed and athleticism, right? That's right. Yeah. So I think that the the physical drop-off would be less effective, to less affecting to his game um, as it would for Cooks. But I actually, I'm not necessarily concerned that, Cooks' game is going to fall off physically just because we've seen it very recently, and, and I think he's still very fast. Let me ask you this. Which one do they need to be good this year more, Gilmore or Cooks? Cooks. Because I think it's – yeah, Cooks. Because if if Cooks isn't good and it's clear that he's lost a step or two, then you're right back to having the same weapons he had last year, just minus Dalton Schultz, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah, and replacing Cooks will be harder now than than than, yes. than uh, Gilmore because at least with Gilmore you can be like, okay, well we can land. You can take his spot. We'll keep Jordan Lewis this year as opposed to whatever potential yeah. move off plans we have. And then you hope that either Joseph or Wright takes a step or sign a veteran, you know, sign Warrior a Keller Scott. Weatherspoon who just got cut or something as your fourth corner. Uh, I think it's just an easier solve because yeah. you can bump some folks up, whereas. If, if if Cooks gets hurt, now you're relying that you have to hope that Gallup gets healthy. You have to hope that Tolbert is taking a step that or Fahoku is taking a step. You have to hope or that there's a veteran guy that could, maybe you could sign as your wide receiver three. I just think it's you got there's it's a, a lot more dominoes that have to fall to yeah. fix that situation with Cooks than with Gilmore. Well, the other thing is it's a lot easier to replace a corner in season than a wide receiver, right? Because yep. a wide receiver, they got to learn the offense. They got to learn the, you know, timing with Dak Prescott and all that kind of stuff with a corner. You can kind of just say, Hey, go well, play man go, coverage, go play man coverage, right? Like yeah. we'll help you kind of learn everything else, but it would just go cover this one guy. So I agree. I think cooks is cooks is going to be a huge part, whether, it, whether they're successful or not really this year, if he's great and he's everything that we've hoped for Cowboys offense should be absolutely elite. Uh, you know, the season, if not, 
they might struggle to be kind of consistent week to week. And when they get into those bigger games against better defenses, it could be some of the same issues we saw last year. Yeah. And, and, and that's not to say that, that, that like the Cowboys couldn't sustain an injury to cooks at some point and get by for a couple of games. I think we're just talking about the long-term yes. viability of this offense. Yeah. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you guys for making lot on Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day is we got a busy show lined up next week. Uh, Again, we have Trevor Sycamore from Pro Football Focus coming up on Wednesday. Be sure to tune in for that. You can follow the show on YouTube. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you right back here on Monday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.